All right. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. It is Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, and we are live. And uh, I'm here with uh, Brother Heka Ma'at Kemet. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Thank you. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And um, there is an event coming up. A conference coming up Friday, September 6, 2019, in Pembroke Township, Illinois, which is an hour away from Chicago. Uh, and this is the State of the Black Race, Past, Present, and Future. The State of the Black Race, Past, Present, and Future. And Brother Heka Ma'at uh, Kemet is a host of the event, and uh, the organization he's with, um, the uh, Black Awakening, they are the ones organizing this conference, and I will be speaking there uh, Friday, September 6th. So, uh, brother, it's good to uh, see you again. I saw you at the Black Agenda on tour in Chicago, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, Michi X, Jice Johnson, uh, they, they have the tour going around, and I'm on the tour, and um, I've seen you at some other events, met you some other events there in the Chicago area, Chicago State University, through the Black Mall, Cassiopeia, and the yes, Black sir. Mall, yes. So, Tell us what is going to take place uh, Friday, September 6, 12 noon to 7 p.m. at the uh, Basu Farms in Pembroke Township. Let people know what's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, the name of the event is State of the Black Race or the Black Awakening Movement, which is the group that I'm a part of, okay. presents State of the Black Race, Past, Present, and Future. Okay. Um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to have some dynamic speakers, obviously, including yourself, okay. um, Brother Shaba Koljo, uh, Mama Makeda Baker, Baba Khalil Bay. Uh, we're going to have some dope artistry from Sister Rhonda Sekmet. Um, still working on getting some live performances from some some great uh, conscious artists. Okay. You know, uh, great music. Well, we're going to put the word out. Nice message. People watching, this is going to be on our YouTube channel also. So you put the word out. Let let people know what you need. <laughs> Say that again, family. I said, well, I said, put the word out, man. We have people watching on Facebook. We're going to have people watching on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep. So put the word out. What what what, what do you need? And how can they get in contact with you? Oh, man, brother. So uh, you can definitely reach out to me on my Facebook page, uh, which if you just type in Brandon Maurice Edmonds, that's my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to friend you because, you know, Facebook hits you at 5,000. You can't get any more, but you can definitely reach out to me on my Instagram um, which is going to be the PH company. Um, so the P as in Paul H as in Harry company. Uh, you can definitely reach out to me there. You can also reach out to our, uh, our group page, which is the black awakening movement. You can get that on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yep. The black awakening movement spelled just like, you know, how it's spelled. Um, Man, uh, what we need, obviously we need money. The, the event is free. You know, we're not charging people to get in. We are asking for donations to cover basic costs. Uh, simple things like um, the cost to clean out the uh, the porta potties. Mm -hmm. um, you know, simple things, man. There's not a whole lot of money we're asking for, but the, the premise of the event is to actually help raise money for the, the Black-owned farm that we're putting on the uh, that, that property where we're putting on the event. Um, they actually have a museum of ancient, uh, I can't say ancient artifacts, but uh, artifacts that they've curated for the last 50 years or so. 
with their own personal funds. You know, they're not funded by the state. This is not, you know, one of those. And I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but if I'm being honest, you know, a lot of those black museums are funded by white folks. Um, you know, so in my opinion, when we have something where we have curated it ourselves right. and, you know, black folks have not put their pinky toe, I mean, white folks have not put their pinky toe in it. So they're still controlling, you know, uh, what goes in and what goes out, the history, the information as far as uh, who we are as people. You know, I think it's very important that we do our best to preserve it. So they have all time. <laughs> Say that again, brother. We have to control the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm all about controlling the narrative. So being that they've used their own personal funds, you know, to curate all these historical artifacts, I'm talking about they have, uh, you know, tools that they use against our ancestors to whip us and enslave us. They have over 5,000 black dolls. I mean, all types of, you know, artifacts that they've curated um, over the last 40 to 50 years or so. So, uh, we are asking for donations because they're looking to build another building on their premises so they can store all of their stuff. Um, obviously, anytime we can put any money in a black farmer's hand, we need to. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. How African American farm and turn the uh, turn your volume down a little bit. I'm getting some. Oh, turn it down. Yeah, I'm here. I think I'm hearing your speakers. If you have okay. some earbuds, uh, if you can use those, that'd be good. If not, just turn it down a little bit. Yeah, there are only about 45,000 African-American farmers. We had about 900,000 in uh, 1930, okay? So, you know, we've lost 14 million of land from 1920 to 1975. And what, um, and what you are explaining to people, if people don't understand, um, the, the, the conference is taking place on a farm that's owned by African Americans. Okay. Yes, sir. Is, is it pronounced Basu? B A S U. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Basu. Basu. Okay. Basu yes. Farms. And on Basu Farms, on that land, they also have a uh, museum, an African American museum, right? Yes, sir. What, what's the name of the museum? Uh, it's Basu Museum. Okay, Basu M Museum. And yes, sir. In that museum, they have about 5,000 artifacts dealing with our history. So well, that's just, that's they have well over 5,000. That was just okay. 5,000 black dolls that they had. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's hard to even <laughs> know how much artifacts that they have, you know, already. But that's just, from what they've told me, they have, you know, over 5,000 black dolls and a plethora of other artifacts that they've collected and curated themselves with their own personal funds. Okay. So during a conference, uh, it's taking place 12 noon to 7 p.m. Early on, uh, people will be able to go through a tour of the museum. And we have yes. to support uh, African-American owned and operated museums because we have to control the narrative. Um, the theme for the State of the Black Race Conference is past, present, and future. Okay, yes, so sir. so let people know uh, what is going to take place and what are going to be some of the things that are discussed and and uh, presented uh, presented on. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, just like the the theme says, uh, we're going to talk about the past, uh, the things that obviously we've gone through in the past. Um, things that a lot of us are aware of, uh, things that we've done with um, the, the best intentions that may not have been the best things for us. Like, for an example, you know, we talk a lot about integration, right? Mm -hmm. And on face value, integration was a good thing. 
But when you really dig deep into integration, it was probably one of the worst things that we could have done for our people with the best best intentions. So there's no there's no uh, disrespect to the ancestors, Martin Luther King and the many other ancestors that have fought for us to be integrated because I know why they did it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, they say hindsight is 100 hundred um, or hindsight is 2020. So, you know, when you look in hindsight, you realize that once we integrated, we literally gave up all the power that we had because we gave up the land. We gave up our own businesses to be able to enjoy the uh, white businesses and, you know, the white jobs and things of that nature. When you look back, we were creating our own jobs. You know, we were creating, we had our own food distribution systems. You know, we pretty much had our, we had our own Wakanda, you, you know, if you could say it like that. Um, right. So, yeah, so that's the past, present. You know, talk about things that's going on now um, that's affecting us as a community um, and things that we need to be doing now to get us out of the predicament that we're in as a people. And we're going to talk about the future, uh, the things that we need to start doing to secure a better future for our babies. Okay. And, and you are the host. Uh, you have uh, Baba Khalil Bay, who is speaking, uh, Mama Makita Baker. Uh, mm -hmm. You have spoken word artist Rhonda Sekmet Ra, uh, mm -hmm. Brother Shaba Kojo speaking. And then I will be speaking as well. I'll, I'll be presenting on uh, six principles of political self-defense, how laws and policies impact the economic condition of African-Americans. And I'll have uh, history interwoven into that presentation as well. And also, I think it's important to understand when we, when we deal with the history and we deal with the civil rights movement, I think it's important to frame the conversation uh, because the real fight was for desegregation. Mm -hmm. That's what the real fight was for. The real fight was for desegregation. When you study Dr. King, you read his books. Dr. King wrote five books. His last book, Where Do We Go From Here, Chaos or Community. Uh, when we look at uh, the, uh, when we when we actually study the civil rights movement, the, the real fight was for desegregation. What mm -hmm. we got was integration. What was handed to us was integration. But what we were fighting right. was segregation. And our land was under attack during segregation. Our land didn't just start being coming under attack during integration. Our land, we were losing farms. We were losing farmland just, for instance, from 1930 to 1939, we lost over 200,000 farms. This is, this is during the Great Depression. We, we, were, we were under attack then, you know, and what happened mm -hmm. is uh, the 1952 and 56 U.S. Interstate Highway Acts that were passed by Congress, lobby for by the auto industry, because I live in Detroit. So Detroit is most. Mm -hmm. So not only did the auto industry lobby for that, the auto industry also worked to keep mass transit from coming to Detroit to keep people dependent upon automobiles, right? This is what the, this is what the big three did. The big three, uh, the, the, the streetcar system in Detroit shut down in 1956 because of the auto industry, right? And then we haven't had a mass transit system that has come to Detroit since then because the auto industry don't want one. Right. So 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 we, we have to understand to connect the dots and look at this history when we when we deal with the big three. And to keep in mind, this is after the auto industry got filthy rich off her government contracts during World War Two to, to um, build military equipment. After they got filthy rich off those government contracts, then they started the deindustrialization of the inner city. 
So we can so 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 we're ground zero for that. We so in Detroit we saw what happened, right? So um, you have um, uh, these uh, these great speakers. We're going to do a history, past, present, and future. What is it that you want people to be able to walk away with? What, what is, um, not not just walk away with, but take back to their communities and use and family things like this. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So the goal for me is to. Um, expose black folks to a lifestyle that I believe can be more conducive to uh, what we say we want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how, uh, you know, the food is GMO. Uh, they're poisoning us, poisoning us through the food. We talk about the educational system, mm-hmm. how they're miseducating our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about how they're uh, under um, under our, our, our you know our youth are unemployed at a much higher rate mm-hmm. than every other uh, race or culture or people right. uh, in this in this country. Um, so I believe in order for us to fix those issues is not the responsibility of the people that have been oppressive to us every ever since, ever since, right? (laughs) So, you know, we tend to put a lot of the the responsibility on them to give us more. When I truly believe in order for us to get the liberation or the freedom that we speak of, it's up to us to take it, which means we have to provide our own jobs. We have to provide our own education for our children. And we have to provide our own food distribution. We have to provide our own housing and things of that nature. So we're not dependent on the very people that have been depriving us or doing the best that they can to deprive us of those things so we stay dependent on them. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to expose people to this particular area of land because I live here. There's many other places that we can, you know, uh, uh, in, 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 uh, I guess, inhabit and do the same thing. But because I'm here, right. you know, it's easier, obviously, for me to do it here. Right. Um, so, for example, we have the tax deed auction coming up September 10th. So the event is September 6th. The tax deed auction is September 10th. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to expose people to a different way of getting into real estate at a very, very low entry cost because a lot of us are not aware of this particular way of getting into real estate. We all think we got to have three, four hundred thousand dollars of 800 credit score in order to buy a place to live. Right. And take uh, out Exactly. When that's so far from the truth, because a lot of people don't know this very same tax deed auction, tax lien auction is the very way that white folks come into our communities and gentrify our communities. Mm-hmm. So uh, my goal is to expose us to this level of education. That way it can help us again to begin to build our own communities. So we're not dependent on the very people that has been depriving us of these God given rights. Mm-hmm. So, yes, right, exactly. And you, you and I talked yesterday about this. Um, Pembroke is a um, small town. It's near the uh, Indiana border, if I remember correctly. Yeah, my backyard is pretty much Indiana. Okay, so it's you. You're, you're all about an hour away from Chicago. 
A little over an hour, about an hour 15, yeah. An hour 15 minutes away from Chicago, okay? So people from Chicago can come. Who, who, who is your target audience uh, to attend this conference? And once again, people remember um, it's free to attend. They're, they're, at, uh, they're asking for a donation, right? Um, and uh, it's from 12 noon to 7 p.m. Friday, September 6th. But who is your target audience for this conference? Well, to be honest with you, um, by default, uh, it's going to be <laughs> Chicago, the Chicagoland area, because okay. those are going to be the people that are more familiar, you know, with this this particular area. Okay. Um, but to be honest with you, man, if you have anyone in Detroit that's willing to take the trip, anyone right. within a four to five hour radius are more than welcome to come. Because the beautiful thing is, in order to purchase land, you don't even have to live here. You like you don't have to live here to buy land. Right. And one of the biggest reasons I just did a actually I just did a live video earlier. So if you guys go on my page, mm -hmm. you'll be able to see a live video that I did of a black farmer. Um, their their farm is Black Oaks. Okay. So if you uh, Google search Black Oaks Farm in Pembroke Township, um, these guys are actually right now growing hemp. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you know, but they just legalized marijuana in Illinois. So as of January next year, marijuana will be legalized in the state of Illinois. Now, we all know what's going to happen. Places right. like where I am now, where the land is super cheap and right. it's in abundance, the land is available in abundance, white folks are going to come out here in droves, mm -hmm. buy up as much land on September 10th, the tax deed auction. <laughs> They're going to buy up as much land as they possibly can and get prepared to be able to make billions off of the same industry that has been locking up our people for how many years? 50, 60 years? Uh, more than that, because uh, marijuana was made illegal in 1937 because Harry J. Anslinger, who was the, uh, the first chair of the National Narcotics Commission, lied in his mm -hmm. testimony. There was a concerted effort. See, see, people have to understand the history of marijuana, and, and marijuana is actually a Spanish term. Prior, prior to the reason why they changed the term from cannabis or hemp to marijuana was because you had Mexicans coming to this country in the early 1900s, and because the there was a disdain and a hatred that Americans, specifically white Americans, had for Mexicans. Okay, so so marijuana was a a, a Spanish term. Mm -hmm. it, the Mexicans were using for it. So they, so they changed the language and they used this term uh, that was coming from the people who they had disdain and hatred for to reshape the way people thought about cannabis and hemp. Because when you actually go back and say the history of it, back during the colonial period, you had colonies that were growing hemp, okay? And um, mm -hmm. what happened was it wasn't because of the drug itself that it was made illegal. It was because of who was using the drug. Mm -hmm. Harry J. Anslinger said that it was Filipinos, Mexicans, mm -hmm. and Negroes who were using marijuana and that white women craved black men sexually when they were high on marijuana. This was right. his congressional testimony. Yeah. This, this is why, so, so that led to the marijuana prohibition uh, tax of 1937, which basically made it illegal except for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when, when, you, when you study the history, just like cocaine was legal in this country until mm -hmm. black people started using it. Right. Black men. Opium was legal in this country until Chinese started using it. 
right? Mm. So when, when you study the history of drug laws in this country, it wasn't the drug that that, that was the problem. It was who started using it. It was the people. Yeah, as it, as long as white people were using the drug, it wasn't the issue. When right. when non-white people started using the drugs, now all of a sudden it becomes a problem. Okay, right. so yeah, so and and what what you're talking about, I think, is extremely important because we've seen Colorado, we've seen other states, just like in Michigan. Uh, Michigan um, recreational marijuana is now legal in Michigan. Okay, <laughs> it became legal this year. So, um, but then you start looking at, well, wait a second, you know, the people who were locked up for just selling, I'm not, I'm not talking about people who were locked up for selling marijuana and murder. I'm just talking about people who were locked up for selling marijuana. Marijuana. It's like, well, wait a second, these are some of the experts. They should be some of the first people who can now legally sell it. Right? Yeah, so um, when you talked about the land, how do you have any idea how much land, or you want people to know like how much land is gonna be available or um, anything like that dealing with uh, the, the sale on uh, September 10th? Man, I'll tell you what I can do. Okay. I can go run and get my book real quick and show you how much land is going to be available. Um, just to kind of give you an idea. Okay. Um, I mean, you're talking about, you know, you're going to have vacant lots, mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to also have lots that have, um, that have structures on them, houses mm -hmm. that quite a few of them are actually livable. Like you can, the, Ideally, theoretically, so they start the bids at seven hundred and fifty dollars, right? Because it is an auction. Right. Theoretically, depending on how you bid and what you bid on, theoretically, you could very well come out of this auction for seven hundred and fifty dollars with a vacant, with a lot, with a house on the lot that's livable. Okay, so so a lot of these lots already have a house on the lot. A, a lot of them, depending on where, like okay. for an example, Kankakee, we're in Kankakee County, and then you have Kankakee, the city. Mm -hmm. um, so in Kankakee, the city, they have, I, I mean, I can't even estimate how many properties they have with houses on them already. Obviously, some of them may need work, but sure. quite a few of them are livable. Like you could literally bid for the house, get it, and go move in it the next day. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, those kind of structures that are in better condition, you're going to have people, you know, raising a bid on those particular structures. Right, right. So, sure. you know, you got to play that game. Sure. But theoretically, you can go to this auction with $750 and at worst leave with an acre of land. Mm. I don't know any other place <laughs> in, a, in a major city, in right. a major city, where most black folks tend to congregate in the major cities mm -hmm. where you can get an acre of land for $750. It doesn't exist. Wow. So most of us congregate in these big cities. We kill ourselves to live in these big cities mm -hmm. in small cramped spaces where your neighbors are literally right on the other side of the wall. You can hear all the conversation, right. you know, <laughs> cops are circling around all day. You know, right. all of that stuff is stressful because when we see that, all we think is, is just, it's an automatic stress signal sure. and a lot of us don't even realize it. So sure. I truly believe, man, we will be so much better as a people. We can come to areas like this, be able to de-stress mm -hmm. 
and live amongst nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And but yeah. we tend to run away from it because we, we think living this kind of lifestyle is for slow. It's like Green Acres, man. It's like Green Acres. They moved from New York City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I could definitely, man, if you give me a minute, yeah, I can run yeah. downstairs, go get my book, okay. and I can flip through to show you how much property is available in this particular county. Okay, no problem. Go ahead and do All that. All right, yep, give me like 30 seconds. No problem. All right, he'll be right back. How's everybody doing? If you're just tuning in, uh, this is Michael Mahotep, founder of the African History Network. Uh, follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network. Also uh, on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel. We're speaking with uh, Heka Ma'at Kemet, um, who is the host of the State of the Black Race Conference, Past, Present, and Future, that's coming up Friday, September 6, 2019, uh, 12 noon to 7 p.m. This is taking place in Pembroke Township, Illinois. Illinois, okay? So this is about an hour and 15 minutes away from Chicago. Right near the Indiana border, okay? Um, so those in the surrounding area, those within about four uh, hours or so, three, four hours, come on out. And uh, now also, you were telling me yesterday, uh, Pembroke Township, wow, okay, so that's all the properties, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Pembroke. This is a book. And Pembroke Township it's, is... Uh... 135, 135 pages mm -hmm. of properties that's available in this county. Okay, in the county. And then in this city where the event is going to be, mm -hmm. there's, let's see, there's 135 pages in the county. Uh, let's see. Hold on one second. Okay. 30, 30 pages of it are properties that are available just in this particular township. Okay, 30 pages in the township of Kankakee? No, in Pembroke Township. Oh, Pembroke Kankakee Township. Kankakee is a neighboring city. Right, right. Yep. So you have Kankakee County, which in, in, encompasses Pembroke Township, Kankakee, Bradley, Bourbonnet. You know, there's a you know cluster of cities in Kankakee County. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Pembroke Township, which is a township in Kankakee County. Right. 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 Okay. Right. Uh, now, Pembroke Township, uh, you, you were telling me yesterday, that's predominantly African-American city. Is that correct? Historically. Historically. It's still predominantly black. Um, I think about 60% may still be black. Uh, okay. But 40, 50 years ago, it was pretty much 100% black. Okay. Um, so it's still predominantly black. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know the Mexicans are moving in. <laughs> you know, uh, you know by the by the droves, uh, right. they're buying up the land like it's candy. Um, right. right. But uh, ironically, you know, with all of this, uh, you know, uh, ICE stuff that uh, you know that uh, Trump has going on, they've actually come out here and uh, got a lot of those Mexicans that have purchased land and have deported them. So a lot of that land in the next couple of years is actually going to be available as well for the tax because they're not going to be able to pay the taxes on it. Okay. So again, you know, this is something that we're combating because there's even ways before that land goes up for the tax deed auction, which again is coming up September 10th. There's ways that we can purchase that land before it even goes up for the tax deed auction because right. there's something called right. tax lien. 
Right. Tax lien certificates. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, and these are all things that we just, we are not aware of because we're so, one, we're not taught about it in school. Sure. Sure. Unfortunately, our families don't, you know, historically on, on a grand scale, I'm not saying black folks don't teach this stuff, but on a grand scale, mm-hmm. this is not something that is a, a regular conversation in our community. Right. So we're not educated on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is my goal is to educate more black folks on, hey, look, you actually don't have to have good credit to buy real estate. Actually, right. your credit score could be zero. <laughs> you can buy real estate. Actually, you can use real estate to fix your credit. Right. So, right. And, and one of the things you, when we talked yesterday, and, and this is something that, that, that I've seen, um, a lot of people, not just Hispanics or Mexicans, not just Hispanics, but a lot of non-black people in general, um, they'll go and buy land like this, buy an acre of land. They'll go and put mm-hmm. mini houses on it that you can order and construct yourself when these little mini houses and they'll live in that mini house, yep. okay, for a year or two, save up their money, then build a house yep. on that land. Or they may get one of the prefabricated houses, one of the larger prefabricated houses, put it on that land. But the first thing they'll do is go buy the land mm-hmm. first, okay? And you talked about how also yep. they'll live in a trailer home. Talk about that for a minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they'll get a mobile home. Mm-hmm. They'll get you know, the most basic mobile home they can get. They'll park it on the land, mm-hmm. and they will live, live in that mobile home until that house is fixed up. Man, I'm talking about it, it's, it's, it's almost astonishing and mind-blowing how within a year, a piece of land can go from woods and trees to clear it off, and a house is on it within a year. Like, I've seen it multiple times with my own two eyes. I wish I could take you guys on a tour right now mm-hmm. just to show you some of the houses to where literally a year ago, two years ago, it was all woods, trees, everything, you know, where most people will see it and be like, ah, I don't want nothing to do with that. But the Mexicans right. come out here, right. clear off that land, right. <laughs> and build them a brand new house within a year or two. Exactly. And, and your, your screen is freezing up also. So, I can still hear you, but you're freezing up. But, you know, oftentimes what happens in, in, in okay. I talked to you about this yesterday. I talked to you yesterday, yesterday about this. And then and, uh, Professor Jane Small and I, we were on a uh, panel discussion back in November 2017 in Atlanta at the uh, second annual Black Power Awards. Uh, it was a panel discussion for a documentary. Uh, the Black Friday series uh, from director Rick Mathis that deals with economic empowerment for African-Americans. You know, sometimes because of trauma that's happened to us here in this country, uh, because of um, our our parents not knowing, because we don't have these conversations at the dinner table or in our families, um, sometimes immigrants can come to this country and they can, uh, okay, I think we lost him, but he'll be back in a minute. Sometimes immigrants can come to this country and, Okay, he's back. Yeah, as, as I was saying yesterday, you know, sometimes right. immigrants can come to this country and they can see potential or see opportunities that maybe some of us don't see because of historical trauma that's happened to us because it's not talked about in, in, our, uh, in our families. Now, historically, African-Americans had an agricultural basis coming out of slavery. You, you know, the, the first thing we wanted to do was own land. And 
you right. know, we're going to own between 16 million to 20 million acres of land after slavery. We're going, going around up between 1910 and 1920. We're going to own uh, 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 right around about 16 million acres of land or so. But what's going to happen is we didn't understand the laws. So there's a law called heirs rights, heirs rights, heirs property, heirs rights. And a lot of our land is going to be lost. Now, some of our land we're going to be ran off of, killed for, you know, the Klan, Knights of the White Camellia, Black Legion, things like this. But some of our land was stolen through these legal loopholes that we still don't understand. Right. And we're going to lose, we're going to lose 14 million acres of land from 1920 to 1975 we lose tens of thousands of uh of african-american farmers okay so when we look at um the buying up this land this is extremely important and putting a house on it because this is what other people are doing they're they're, they, they, they're seeing oftentimes the potential that we can't see right then okay because some of us you know, we want the deluxe apartment in the sky like George and Weezy, right? right? <laughs> As opposed to realizing, wait a second, you can own the land the building sits on. Yeah. Not Absolutely. being able to see that, not being able to see that potential. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what has been the response so far? Well, let me ask you this. Your, your organization that you're part of, the Black Awakening Movement, how long has the organization been in existence? Uh, we've been around for, man, five years. Okay. Yeah, I've been a part of it for five years. I think it was around a little bit before then, mm -hmm. uh, but about five years. Right. And then um, this is the first conference like this that you all, all have put on. Is that correct? Um, you know, on this scale and uh, of this magnitude, you know, we've done other smaller things. Sure. Um, but our goal is to, uh, you know, begin to take this on the road, you know, with this concept, okay. um, highlighting black farmers. Um, because again, this is something we always talk about. Mm. They're poisoning the food and, you know, you know, all this stuff that we constantly talk about, but very right. few people are actually putting the action steps together. Yeah. To get away from the very thing that we complain about. You know, it seems, and sometimes I have to, you know, really slow down and not get so tainted because it's so hard sometimes, as you know, dealing with our people. You right. know, it's funny, you know, when you're fighting for the people, the people that you're going to fight the hardest are the people that you're the very people that you're fighting for. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I have to kind of slow down and just realize, man, our people have been through a lot. And I have to give them time to come around. But, uh, you know, the goal is to take this on the road so we can give more exposure to black farmers Um and just, again, educate our people on why, you know, it makes no sense to kill yourself to live in a city and pay rent for a little shoebox apartment at two twenty five hundred dollars a month. When you can come here, own a house, own acres, mm -hmm. own a, a five bedroom, three bedroom house. I mean, a five bedroom, three bathroom house, own two acres, mortgage is five hundred dollars a month. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um, and that's real life. Cause I just told you what, what I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you moved from where you've been there two years. Where did you move from? What city? We moved from California, the absolute worst place to try to live. <laughs> the worst place to try to live. <laughs> the most expensive place in the freaking world. Probably. Right. California. Exactly. And they get, they get hit by fires, earthquakes, things like this, you know? So, 
give people your website address again also. Yes, sir. So uh, the website address to the group that I'm a part of is blackawakeningmovement.com, spelled exactly how it's supposed to be spelled, blackawakeningmovement.com. All right. And uh, you all are organizing the State of the Black Race Past, Present, and Future Conference taking place uh, Friday, September 6, 2019, 12 noon to 7 p.m. Uh, I'll be there as well. I'm one of the speakers. I'll have my vendor table there. We'll have my lectures. Uh, I'll be doing a presentation dealing with six principles of political self-defense. I'll have copies of Hidden Colors 5 also uh, as well because I just got an order in today. So I'll have copies of Hidden Colors 5 with me as well. Um, you, they're going to be vendors. So there'll be an African marketplace. Okay. Is um, mm -hmm. still uh, a few spaces left if people want to be a vendor, if people finding out about this now and say, hey, I want to be there. I want to be a vendor. Is there uh, still any space available? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, uh, we're not charging for vendors. We're just okay. asking for a donation. Um, so, man, it, we're, we're on 72 acres. <laughs> you know, this oh, okay. event is going to be on 72 acres. Okay. So there's more than enough space. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is this is at uh, Basu Farm. So this is 72 yeah. acres of land that black people own. Yep, that they own. We're going to have horse rides. Um, we're going to have a live DJ music. Um, there's actually a nature trail uh, that they have on their property where they're going to, you know, they can take you on the trail and show you historical landmarks on that nature trail. Right. Um, where actually slaves came through their property mm -hmm. to go north to get right. away from slavery. Right. Um, so it's, it's very powerful, man. Was this part of the Underground Railroad? Was, was that a path? Yes. Okay. So yes, Detroit, uh, Detroit, downtown Detroit, like Second Baptist Church, that, that was like the last stop on the Underground Railroad because we're right at the Canadian border in Detroit. I live, I live in downtown. Okay. I live yes. four minutes away from the Canadian border. And when you go down to Hart Plaza, you go down, to, uh, uh, down along the Detroit River, there's a statue of mm -hmm. uh, African-Americans, uh, uh, of slaves, former slaves, pointing over to Canada because mm -hmm. we're going over to Canada. So Canada has a large population, uh, various cities in Canada have a large population of African, uh, of, um, African people who are descendants of those mm -hmm. slaves. But also um, in Canada, like um, Nova Scotia, Mm -hmm. Nova Scotia has an African-American population because that was uh, British territory. So after um, the American Revolutionary War and also after uh, the War of 1812, the uh, slaves that ran away to fall on the British side, they went to go live in British territory. Some of them went to Nova Scotia, Canada. I've been to Nova Scotia before. Yeah. So, you know, this history is deep, but um, a lot of people, because this is the first time I think I've heard of Pembroke Township. Okay, so people are just going to come there and get a, a history lesson. Mm -hmm. Before the speakers even start, they're going to get a real history lesson. So yep. let people know what is going to be the flow. It, it's twelve noon to seven p.m. Friday, September yep. two thousand nineteen. It's uh, is a free you 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 uh you you're asking for a donation, so you're not charging admission. You're asking for a donation, so people we gotta fund our own freedom. Okay, um. It, it, what time will, will people start speaking? What time will they be able to go on the nature tour and go on a tour of the museum? Mm -hmm. How will the flow go? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, and if you don't mind, I will actually if people want to give a donation now, if they can't make it. um, Yes, sir. If you can't make it and you want to give five, ten, whatever you can, a dollar. I know the brother has over a million people on this platform, so it would be great. You know, we say this theoretically, right? It would be great if everybody gave one dollar. But we know that's not going to happen. But look, if you can't make it to the event Mm -hmm. and you still want to donate just to help us put this thing on and and put this this information on the map, you can donate PayPal to Black the Black Awakening Movement at gmail.com. That's the email for the PayPal where you can send your donations, the Black Awakening Movement at gmail.com. So to answer your question, um, how we got it set up, the itinerary, um, the first from 12 until 3 o'clock, that's when you're going to be able to do the nature walk. That's when you're going to be able to patron the vendors. That's when you're going to be able to check out the museum. They actually have uh, Mama Basu. Uh, She's a master herbalist. So she has all types of tinctures and things of that nature. Um, so you're going to have natural products that are made by myself and Mama Basu as well. Um, so in that time frame, that's when you'll be able to kind of, you know, just go around. You actually, because it's a farm, <laughs> they're actually going to have food available for you to literally pick with your own hands straight from the ground. So. Again, we're going to have horseback riding, you know, so we're we're putting everything we can together to give people a different experience because it it blows my mind sometimes how most of us don't even know. I've never even seen the source of our food before. We've never seen uh, a a corn stock before. You know, we've never seen. Uh, a real chicken before, you know, like, so it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Like there's people. Not, chicken said they, you know, that full grown in about six weeks, but yep. that's because they're on steroids and things like that. Yep. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No, 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 absolutely, man. So, um, man, I, I can go into the whole science of how that chicken is not good for us. Uh, how that is forcing our children to, you know, uh, go through puberty a lot faster. Young girls are, you know, getting their menstrual cycle at nine and 10 years old. And we don't make the correlation to, well, if we're pumping them full of chicken that goes from a baby chicken mm-hmm. all the way up to a full grown eight, 10 pound chicken in two months, you know, like we, we have to make that correlation. Um, so, you know, without going off on a tangent, <laughs> cause I can go on all day about this stuff. Um, yeah, man. So we're just doing our best to give our people a different experience. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that, that is fantastic. And then once again, people can donate, uh, through, uh, PayPal at mm-hmm. uh, black awakening movement at gmail.com, uh, yep. through PayPal and your website is the black awakening movement.com that's your website uh, just black awakening movement.com oh, okay the, uh, black awakening movement.com yeah that's right it's the website okay black awakening movement.com and uh, okay i'm on the website right now and is there a link to paypal on your website where people can donate also uh, to your website you know that's a good question i'm not sure because i don't um I don't run the website. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I believe it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is because we do solicit donations often. So I'm pretty sure there is a link, you know, to where they can donate. Okay. Uh, Buy Black Contribute. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at the website now. Okay. Yeah, but you can do it through the, um, definitely do it through the um, PayPal um, yeah. email address I gave you. Okay. All right. So, and how should people, uh, once again, if people want to be a vendor, if uh, uh, you were saying there were some things that you, you that you needed, uh, you're looking for an artist, a performer, something like that. How can people get in contact with you all? If they say, hey, I want to be a vendor. Hey, I want to be, yeah. I want to perform. How can people get in contact with you all? So um, I'll tell you what, let me pull up the flyer. I'll give you the information. So um, if you want to be a vendor, you can go to the blackmall.com forward slash events. You can sign up to be a vendor there. Again, it's free. We're just asking for a donation, you know, to be a vendor, mm -hmm. whatever you can give. Um, you know, obviously the more the better. You know, especially if you come and you make a good amount of money, right. <laughs> you know, what I mean? just pay it forward um, because all of that money is going to go directly to the owners of the farm where we're holding the event. So none of this money is for profit. All of this is going directly back to the community to help us continue to build what I am officially calling Little Wakanda. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you can go to State of the Black Race. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's the Eventbrite. Eventbrite is stateoftheblackrace.eventbrite.com. But if you want to be a vendor, go to theblackmall.com forward slash events. Now, if you want to be a performer, uh, you can call me directly. Uh, my number is 815-351-4685. It will probably be better to send me a text. Uh, yeah, send me a text. That would actually be better because I'll be able to respond faster. Um, yeah, so you can send me a text to 815-351-4685 if you want to perform. Um, and yeah, and even if you want to donate, again, uh, the email is theblackawakeningmovement at gmail.com. If you forget, just send me a text, 815-351-4685, and we'll make sure we get that donation to where it needs to be. Okay, fantastic. fantastic. All right, brother. Well, look, man, uh, I'm, I'm leaving out uh, early Thursday morning, uh, mm -hmm. and we, you and I talked yesterday. We just So I didn't even know that uh, – I just found out from uh, Cassiopeia of the Black Mall uh, on yeah. Monday this event was taking place, and then uh, – yeah. Uh, I saw your picture on here. I said, man, that looks like the brother I see in Chicago. So yeah. I went to Cassie because we, 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 Cassie and, and you and, you know, we all saw each other at the, um, the Black Agenda on tour when it was in Chicago uh, with mm -hmm. uh, Dice Johnson. So I said, man, let me contact them, see what's going on. So I have to leave out early to, uh, Thursday morning uh, mm -hmm. and get ready for all this. But, you know, this is yes, fantastic. I know this takes a lot of work to put on. Um, so yeah. we'll support this and people from the surrounding area, uh, come on out and support this two, three, four, uh, hours away. Definitely people from Chicago, the state mm -hmm. of the black race past, uh, present and future conference taking place Friday, September 6, 2019, 12 noon to 7 PM at Basu farms, one, three, six, four, three East 2000 South road, 
Pembroke Township, Illinois. We have the information here on the thread. Uh, we'll put this flyer. We already emailed it out uh, about three times in email blast, but we'll put it on our website also, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All yes, right, brother. All right, brother. Well, look, man, anything, uh, uh, anything you want to leave the people with? Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, man, uh, if you don't mind, I would love to plug my company. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. So uh, my company is the PH company where we make um, pretty much all of your personal hygiene essentials, mouthwash, toothpaste, deodorant. Uh, my family and I, we make it ourselves. Um, there you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's our Synergy Peppermint Neem Toothpaste. Okay. Um, Yes, sir. So, you know, all of your personal hygiene essentials, again, you know, we talk a lot about how they're poisoning us through the products that we use and the food and everything like that. So, you know, we make these products. They're 100% natural. Yeah, that's our Restore Activated Charcoal Toothpaste. That's our Balanced Mouthwash. Okay. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So definitely, if you are into those kind of products, man, you know, we can use as much business as possible. <laughs> keep us busy. Keep us working. Right. Uh, so you can definitely check those products out at thephcompany.com. Um, and like I said, if you want to donate, again, we can use as much donations as we possibly can because it will go directly to Black folks. Um, you can donate at uh, the email, the PH, I'm sorry, not the PH, uh, the Black Awakening Movement at gmail.com for your donations that will go directly to black farmers. Okay. Got that here. The black, uh, the black awakening movement at gmail.com on uh, PayPal. And when you all send a donation also, uh, everybody send it friends and family as well. Send it yep. Family. Yep. So they don't take any money out. Right. Okay. Cause I, I know what it's like to organize events like this, man. And there's always last minute expenses and things like yeah. that. So, uh, okay. So we have Christina and uh, everybody, uh, post your comments here. Uh, quickly here, let's go to, okay, we posted the event right here. So we have Christina. Christina said, loving this. Uh, and she's talking about, she's talking about this conversation. She's not talking about McDonald's, right? She's talking <laughs> about this conversation. We've got, uh, who else we have here? Okay, we've got Amina watching. Eric, uh, who else we have? We've got Jason. Um, I missed those State of the Black Union conferences. Uh, they were everything in spite of... Uh, Tavis, uh, Tavis Smiley's malpractice. Uh, he contributed to uh, Black society in a valuable way. Yeah, I used to watch the state of the the state of the Black Union that Tavis Smiley did. I used to watch that every year. There was some there was some good information, but w one of the problems, and Tavis even talked about this, and some other people. One of the problems with it was that um, Tavis doesn't have an infrastructure to. Um, be able to follow up with all the things that people say he done and things like this. Cause he, you know, his, he uh, planned events. So he doesn't have a grassroots organization that can then really push these initiatives, you know, month after month after month, et cetera. But I, I remember he had Dr. Naeem Akbar one year um, uh, on there. I remember, um, there, I remember there's a lot of good information uh, that uh, they disseminated. Okay. Kathy said, wow. Uh, okay, Kathy said, loving this information also. We got Carol watching. What state is that? So it's the state of Illinois and the S mm -hmm. Somebody told me that. The S the state of Illinois, Pembroke Township. And the yeah. township is 60% African-American. Yeah. And it's near the Indiana border. So people in Indiana, people in Ohio, I'm coming from Detroit. So Ohio is closer. 
So people from Ohio, people from Chicago, African Americans, Cleveland, come on out. Yeah, Friday, Indianapolis Friday. is only two hours away. Indianapolis is two hours away. Okay, so all 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 the African Americans that watch the Indianapolis coach uh, play football. I don't know why, because Colin Kaepernick still don't have a a deal. So I don't know why we watching football, but that's another conversation. You know, watch watch some of my other videos I just did dealing with Jay Z and and uh, his backdoor deal to undermine Colin Kaepernick. Go watch that video I did. Um, okay, so we got Crystal Mendoza, Catherine. Uh, just a few of the people watching. All right, brother, look, we're going to get out of here. I will see you. Um, I'll see you Thursday, Thursday night. I'll get in sometime. I'll see you between Thursday and Friday. And uh, you all keep up the good work. I uh, hope yes, to the family. I look uh, forward to uh, meeting everybody also, okay? Much love. Okay, brother, take care. Talk to you later. All right, everybody. All right. Peace. All right, peace. All right, everybody. Um, stay tuned here. Okay, so. Everybody, uh, be sure to follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network. And um, uh, follow us on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P, on uh, uh, YouTube as well, all right? And then also we have the um, Hidden Colors uh, 5 also available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, Hidden Colors 5, uh, is uh, is available for each copy you purchase. You get three of my DVD lectures uh, free, also, and uh, you can disconnect yourself. I tried to disconnect you. I'm not sure why. It's... You still there? Okay, it was frozen. Uh, we just got to order Hidden Colors Five in. So Hidden Colors Five: The uh, Art of Black Warfare from director Tariq Nasheed for each copy you purchase, you'll get three of my DVD lectures. I'm oh, sorry. You get three of my digital downloads free. These are uh, some of my latest presentations. You get three of them free. Uh, it's available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And uh, we'll post a link here for you as well. And then all of my DVD lectures are also available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com for uh, each copy. Uh, uh, we have uh, my lectures in the uh, digital download, uh, well, some in digital download, but most on DVD. We have them in bundle packs also, okay? And my latest bundle pack is the um, the Black Migrations uh, 16, 19, 2019 bundle pack. It includes uh, six of my lectures I've done this year, okay? All right, Hakeem, uh, can you live in another state and buy? Yes, you can. That's, what, that's one of the things he was saying, Hakeem. You can live in another. You don't have to live in the state of Illinois to buy property there because people are coming from other uh, people are coming from other states and buying up property. And they're doing the same thing here in Detroit. You got people from China. You actually really have people from around the world coming up buying property in Detroit. But this is, but once again, oftentimes um, other people can see opportunities that many times we don't see or take for granted. And we live in those areas every day. And there's a number of different reasons why. It could be from the, it, it, uh, it, it could be trauma inflicted on us. It can be that we're not taught about this. And some of our families, you know, we're not taught about this. Um, it could be just in general, you may look at farmland that may be farmland, but it may have been um, former, a uh, uh, land where former plantations were. And these were plantations where our African ancestors were enslaved. So you may have some people that don't look at the need to buy that land because of trauma. Now, the, 
BET Awards took place on June 23rd, 2019. I know that because I recorded them. And if you saw the interview I just did with Jice Johnson, who has the um, Black Excellence, uh, who has the, um, the uh, Black Boss Summit in Denver, Colorado, also coming up. That's coming up Saturday. In, or was it Friday? It's coming up Friday, I think it is. In Denver, Colorado, the Black Boss Summit, okay? Uh, I, yeah, I just interviewed her uh, this past Sunday. And I talked about how I recorded the uh, BET Awards, but I was so busy, I just watched them this past weekend, okay? It was like June 23rd, and I watched the whole thing. I had, it was three hours plus, and the um, post, uh, the, the after show as well. I watched all that. But Tyler Perry got a, a award for his, his work um, and for like his legacy. I forgot the name of the award. But Tyler Perry's speech, I remember seeing his speech at the, at the time after the award show took place because it went viral. But one of the things Tyler Perry talked about was um, his new studios in Atlanta and, the, and owning the studios, owning the land that the studios are on. And he said that land was former land uh, owned by the Confederacy, okay, during the Civil War. And this was uh, a military base during the Civil War. So he said that you had white people, specifically white men, who were strategizing on that land on how to keep 3.9 million Negroes enslaved. And he said today that land is owned by one Negro. That's him. Okay, and he employs thousands of people from the his studios. Now, what a lot of people don't know is the film. A lot of the film Black Panther was filmed at his new studios in Atlanta because a lot of the film was filmed in Atlanta. The film Black Panther injected somewhere around eighty nine million dollars into the Georgia economy. They hired about three thousand people. Um, Deadline.com has an article about this. I read a few articles dealing with the filming of the, uh, of the movie Black Panther and what it did for the Georgia economy. And there was a lot of African-Americans who were hired um, surrounding that, whether they're extras or whether they were hairstylists, or all different types of services were involved in this. But a lot of people don't know that a lot of that film was filmed at Tyler Perry's new studios. And he talked about this on um, his Instagram page. Okay. That's how I found out about, it. I read articles about this and um, he talked about it on his Instagram page. Yeah. Deadline.com. Deadline.com has an article. Uh, Black Panther generates, um, I'll skip ad. It generates $89.3 million for Georgia economy. This is from February 7th, 2018. Okay, because a lot of you all know that um, I, I've done lectures dealing with the film Black Panther. I've done extensive research on the film, the history of the Black Panther comic book, uh, et cetera. And it's a deep movie on multiple levels. So my lectures dealing with Black Panther are at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. I'll talk a little bit about it at the um, State of the Black Race as well okay all right but check all that out you can order hidden colors five from my website africanhistorynetwork.com order my other uh lectures uh also i'll deal with six principles of political self-defense how uh laws and policies impact the economic conditions economic conditions of african americans um we have that on dvd at our website africanhistorynetwork.com but that will be what i will um 
that'll be the topic that I present on at the State of the Black Race Conference. Okay, guys, look, hey, we have to get out of here. Christina, uh, Christina is in Jamaica. Okay, how you doing, Christina? Watching from Jamaica. All right, I'm about to get down to Jamaica too. Uh, we have Yvette. Uh, Yvette uh, sounds good to me. Um, okay. All right, and uh, okay, yep, and you can buy land now. And he's helping. I'm not. I don't think he was saying to um, invest in with him to buy land. He'd be, he's showing people how to buy land. Cause I ain't telling people to invest with me to buy land. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> he's showing people how to buy, buy land, but I'm not, I don't think he was saying to invest with him to buy land. I, I don't think, but he can explain better uh, at the conference. Okay. All right. And let's see here. Um, Daryl, uh, we have watching also Christy. Okay. Just a few of Terrence. Okay, just a few people watch. All right, look, we, we have to get out of here. Hey, remember that at the African History Network before, oh, lastly, my online class. Uh, we normally do it Thursdays, 8 p.m. Um, it, so you can register for my online course, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school, okay? This is a eight week, 16 hour online course that I teach dealing with thousands of years of history. Um, we deal with the transatlantic slave trade, but we deal with what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place, taking place. And you have to deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors. So we know that we were commemorating August 20th, 1619, which marked the 400th year anniversary of those 20 and odd Africans who came in a point comfort in uh, Virginia, okay? And it wasn't Jamestown, Virginia, it was actually Hampton, Virginia. But African people have been in this land going back tens of thousands of years. And even when we look at the transatlantic slave trade, we know that the Spanish were taking Africans into the territory we call South Carolina and Florida going back to the 1520s because the Spanish were involved in the transatlantic slave trade um, right after the Portuguese. They get involved before the, the, the British or the English, okay? So when we, when we study the transatlantic slave trade, we can't start studying in uh, 1619, even though it is important to study 1619 and up to today. We can't start studying in the early 1440s when the Portuguese get involved. And the Portuguese are going to dominate for the first 200 years. We have to deal with thousands of years of history that lead up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. And we have to deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors who go into uh, the Iberian Peninsula today known as Spain and Portugal in 711 AD. And they're taking the teachings from ancient Kemet, from ancient Egypt into Europe. And these teachings are going to bring Europe out of the dark ages. And this is where things get twisted around because animosity and hatred builds up uh, against the Moors. We know the wars fought and conflicts between these African Moors and Europeans. And the Moors intermix into the European population and change the complexion of Europeans to varying, to varying degrees throughout European society, throughout European nations. Probably Spain and Portugal get it the worst because they're right above Morocco, okay? And we see them going into France, uh, Italy, Sicily, Crete, um, they go into Austria, Germany, uh, uh, England. They, the Moors go all throughout Europe, 
okay? And they're going to change history with all these things that we taught Europeans are going to come back to kick us in the behind. And this is going to lead to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. When Columbus set sail August 3rd, 1492 on the Nina the and the Santa Maria, he's using nautical instruments based upon technology that the Moors introduced into Europe. And all these things are going to come back to kick us in the behind. One of the things he's searching for is another source of sugar because the Moors introduced sugar into Europe and a lot of Europeans get hooked on sugar. So when you look at Haiti, Puerto Rico, Honduras, Panama, uh, Jamaica, okay, they're setting up, th those, were all, th those were all lands that Columbus is going to conquer and they're setting up sugarcane plantations on those lands, in, in, in those areas. Because you need uh, warmer climates and tropical climates to grow sugarcane, okay? So what we deal with is a chronology of all this history, okay? And so your history and culture gives you your VIPs, your values, your interests, and your principles, and they influence your economics and your politics. And what a lot of people don't understand is that when you really study the chronology of the transatlantic slave trade, and connected to the history of the Moors in Europe. The transatlantic slave trade is actually Europeans getting revenge on the, on the African Moors for what happened in Europe. Transatlantic slave trade didn't just fall out of the sky. It is the culmination of a sequence of other historical events, okay? So in the dehumanization, the dehumanization of African people that took place for the transatlantic slave trade to happen didn't start in 1440. That goes back to the to the Moors in Europe as well. The dehumanization of African people, all right? So these are things that we deal with on the online course. So it, it, it's no, normally meets Thursdays, 8 p.m. to uh, 10, about 10 p.m. It's an eight week, but it's actually gonna be nine weeks because I, I, I threw in a, um, a class number two, we, sp we specifically dealt with the 1619 project and the 400th year commemoration of um, Virginia, or what they call Jamestown, Virginia, all right? Um, so we do the classes live, but they're all recorded. So as soon as you register, you can watch classes one through three. There's also about 36 hours of bonus content, all right? Classes are normally $130, they're on sale $80. You can watch over and over again, watch from around the world. It's PG-13, so you, you can use this for your children, like 13 years and up. It's PG-13. I don't do a lot of cursing. It's not vulgar, et cetera. Um, this Thursday, I, I can't do the class because I'll be in uh, Illinois, but um, we're going to reschedule Thursday's class for um, – well, actually, we, we'll, I know we'll do it next Thursday. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do a class before next Thursday, but um, there's enough content. You 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 have you'll watch classes one through three and the bonus content. So there's enough content there to keep you busy. All right. So we posted the link here. You can register for that. We also have it on our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. That's ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Maafa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. Okay. And I do a PowerPoint presentation, so it's visual. I do a PowerPoint presentation in the class. We have a lot of book references. One of the books we use, and you don't have to buy any of these books to follow along in the class. One of the books we use is, uh, is uh, The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence by Dr. David M. Hotep. The First Americans Were Africans, Documented Evidence by Dr. David M. Hotep. Um, and this book uh, deals with, documents the African presence in this country going back tens of thousands of years, as well as South America and Central America. 
Um, we used Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett Jr., which is an excellent book. Um, in, in, in class number two, I was uh, citing specifically from chapter two uh, of Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett Jr. Because, see, a lot of people don't know that slave laws did not exist. Codified slave laws did not exist in any of the 13 colonies in 1619 when those 20 and Africans uh, who came from Angola, by the way, when they came into Virginia. The first colony to have codified slave laws was Massachusetts in 1641. They come to Virginia in 1661, okay? So the, so the whole way this evolved, the, the whole way um, slavery in these 13 colonies evolved is not how we actually think it happened. And not only that, you had free African-Americans who were voting in these colonies going into uh, the early 1700s. They were voting as well. So our whole concept of how this thing evolves is different. Uh, when the Constitution is signed and debated in the debated uh, the spring of 1787 at the uh, Philadelphia Convention, five states had already abolished slavery by 1787, by the time they're debating the Constitution in Philadelphia. Vermont was the first state to abolish slavery in 1777. So you're having this conflict at the Philadelphia Convention. All, 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 all the all of the delegates were not slave owners. Some of them were, yes. But five states had already abolished slavery by then. But most of us don't understand this history because we don't understand the chronology of how all this evolved. So before the Mayflowers by Lerone Bennett Jr. Uh, so this is my copy. It's beat up. But it's still, you know, it takes a lick and it keeps on ticking. Before the Mayflower, A History of Black America by Lerone Bennett Jr. All right. And when you read the articles from the 1619 Project at um, the New York Times, they're quoting from this book. This is one of the books we use in the online course. So we use article references, book references. Um, another book uh, I use is, where is um, this one right here? Two books dealing with the history of the Moors. Golden Age of the Moor, edited by Dr. Ivan Van Sertema. Golden Age of the Moor. And then also this book by Renoko Rashidi, Black Star, The African Presence in Early Europe. These are two of the uh, books that we use dealing with the history of the Moors. Black Star, The African Presence in Early Europe. Fantastic, fantastic book by our brother, uh, historian and archaeologist, uh, Renoko Rashidi. Okay. And this book right here, this is one of the preeminent books. This is edited by Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, one of the preeminent books dealing with the history of the Moors uh, during the medieval times um, in, in Europe. Okay, Golden Age of the Moor. All right, Loretta in Colorado, Bridget, people learn what he's telling you. Very important. A lot of us are awakened. We reach. Are, are a lot of people who are, we are we reaching are becoming awakened. Will you repeat how to get his products? Which products are you referring to, Catherine? Uh, which products are you referring to, Catherine? You're referring to me, it's at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. I'm not sure which products you're referring to. Um, Angie, okay, Before the Mayflower. Yeah, Before the Mayflower is by Lerone Bennett Jr. We'll post this here, Lerone, L-E-R-O-N-E. Lerone Bennett Jr. 
and that's uh, two T's, yeah. Jerome Bennett Jr. The toothpaste and mouthwash. Uh, that's at the uh, the PH Company dot com. I think it's the website. The PH Company dot com. No, that's not it. Hold on. Let me look here at the website. What was the name of his website? Hold on. Uh, should be here on the product. The, uh, shop the ph company.com. It looks like shop the ph company.com. I think it's the website. Cause so I'm looking here at the, uh, fresh mint mouthwash. Shop the so we'll post this here. Shop the phcompany.com. Okay, that looks like yeah, that looks like the website for it. All right. Okay, um, I've been doing some. Check out the uh, latest videos I've done. Also, we have here on Facebook the one I did dealing with Jay Z and uh, his backdoor deal to undermine Colin Kaepernick. That's been viewed about fifteen thousand times just here on on Facebook alone. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, shop the uh, shop the phcompany.com, and then also it's on our YouTube channel. And uh, when you go to our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, click on the uh, link that says listen to podcasts. And we have um, these videos in audio podcast format. We're on eight different podcast platforms also. So I'm behind in uploading some of these podcasts, but the one I did dealing with Jay-Z, that's on podcasts as well. We're on eight different podcast platforms. Uh, we're on TuneIn, FM Player, uh, iTunes, CastBox. And also, if you want to advertise with the African History Network, email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, okay? If you want to advertise with the African History Network, our current promotion is get two months for the price of one, and um, we can promote your uh, we can uh, promote your business doing our live broadcast, but also uh, we take your 30-second to 60-second commercial and put it into the audio podcast of a lot of our broadcasts as well. If you don't have a commercial, we can create one for you. Email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, okay, uh, to advertise with the um, African History Network, all right? And a lot of people are trying to get their financial house in order, as uh, we were talking about. And certified financial planner, Marticia Patterson, can help you with that as well. She has 19 years of experience in in the industry, if you need help with budgeting, saving, um, creating a, a retirement fund, saving for emer emergencies, starting to invest, Marticia Patterson, Certified Financial Planner, can help you with that. Visit her website, PattersonPlans17.com, PattersonPlans17.com. Also, uh, email her at PattersonPlans, the number 17 at gmail.com, PattersonPlans number 17 at gmail.com. And a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, how do I streamline my expenses? 
so I can invest money to get money to buy real estate, to get money to start a business, to get money to do all the things they tell us to do in all the documentaries, right? Well, we have to get our financial house in order to be able to do a lot of this as well, okay? So PattersonPlan17.com. All right, Loretha, Cassandra, okay. And we'll post this here. All right, and then also email us at customer service at um, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right, guys, look, hey, we have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now, let's correct your own behavior, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. Uh, remember, right now, let's correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Peace. And I'll see you all in uh, Illinois, those in the surrounding area. Okay. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Welcome to the Fast Life 28 Day Challenge. Imagine what your health could look like after 28 days of a structured fasting regimen, healthy habits, and three coaches holding you accountable on a daily basis. Here's your chance to move from imagination to realization. The Fast Life 28 Day Challenge is here to help you. Visit their website, tfl28.com. Now, this is an online coaching program to help members tap into their body's natural ability to repair itself via fasting. In this 28-day challenge, they focus on utilizing fasting, whole foods, and movement to improve metabolic conditions such as obesity, high blood pressure, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, and more. This is a 28-day program. There is also a private Facebook group to give you tips and encouragement. Also, they have a new cohort starting up very soon. So visit their website, tfl28.com, for more information for the Fast Life 28-Day Challenge. Hey, down here, it's us, your feet. We want to tell you something you already know. It's time to buy yourself some new shoes. Have you heard of the Knickknackery Co? It's the hottest new place to buy women's shoes online, and they have some unique soles for your soul. The Knickknackery Co's signature soles are handcrafted in small custom batches by professional artisans. A careful eye to detail delivers styles that are both timeless and on trend. And they're constructed to last. The best part? They're as comfortable for us as they are stylish for you. For sophisticated women who love quality and uniqueness, you can't beat the Knickknackery Co. Visit us online at www.shopknickknacks.com. Follow us on all social media. There are no shoes we'd rather kick it with because they are very sophisticated for the soul. Two thousand nineteen is here and there's no better time to start working on your financial goals. My name is Martisha Patterson and I am a certified financial planner with over nineteen years in the wealth management industry. I am helping people just like you focus on and achieve their goals. If you need help with budgeting, saving for emergencies or retirement, if you want to start investing but don't know where to start, I am here to help. No need to feel alone or frustrated. 
No one's situation is the same, which is why you need a certified financial planner to develop a unique plan tailored to your specific needs. Contact me today. My phone number is 646-552-4384. Again, 646-552-4384. Or email me at pattersonplan17 at gmail.com. My website is pattersonplan17.com. No more excuses. Now is the time. My name is Martisha Patterson, and I am here to help. Dark Magenta specializes in creating home spa products based on nature's healing and soothing properties. Dark Magenta carries essential oil and cannabidiol infused bath bombs, shower steamers, sugar scrubs, and soaps. They include oils and herbs such as lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, sage, cedarwood, oatmeal, shea butter, cannabidiol, and more. They also carry oil diffusers and 100% pure essential oils. Visit their website today at darkmagentas.com. That's M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S, darkmagentas.com, and indulge in these treats for the body and the mind. Are you interested in how Wall Street works? It is interesting how certain opportunities are not presented to our community, especially when it involves billions of dollars that are being exchanged every day through the stock market. Why should you be left out and not get a piece of the action? TheProfitRoom.com is a stock market trading and equation company that has mentorship programs that are designed for beginners. They teach individuals how to create generational wealth through trading and investing in the financial markets. They focus on education such as stock market, options, futures, and the foreign exchange markets. Their specialty is day trading and offering one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Their priority deals with capital preservation and risk management. Visit their website, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building, theprofitroom.com forward slash wealth building for more information and sign up for their online classes that they offer also.